You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. Welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 226. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on? It's oh. Thursday night. Oh, yes. It's been two weeks again. Post Thanksgiving. Yes. Mercy. How was your Thanksgiving, Mike? We made it. My my Thanksgiving? No, the other Mike. Oh. Mike? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the countdown was six months. Now it's been six days since I left, and um, wow, they told me don't wait nine years again. That's awesome. So you had a good time? I did. Um, I got to um, meet one of my grandsons for the first time because he's only five years old. Oh. Uh-huh. And then that's my youngest daughter's son, and then she has two other sons that is, I think, 16 and 11. So it's been... You know, I only knew them when they were small. And um, it was good. You know, they, <laughs> the uh, little one came running in, and I think he came running. My middle daughter was standing next to me, and I saw him running in, and I think he was running to her, and I saw him running, so I picked him up, and <laughs> he saw, I saw his face. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> but anyway, um, it's done. Uh, I can't wait to go back. i got to figure out how to do that. Um, there was an instance. There was an instance? Oh, there was an instance. Oh, do tell. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the Thanksgiving was held, how do I put this, <laughs> at my, um, she's deceased, ex-wife, at her husband or and her house. And um, I will say one thing that did come through me through the week, I never, ever thought from their perspective, this guy, see, I'm their father, and I never thought of it this way until this past week, that he was their stepfather, mm-hmm. and never saw it that way, and that was one thing that uh, came, and then we're in the house, and, um, you know, I looked at him um, as being basically the one who took my 
wife away from me way back when. So, and then other things that transpired over the years. So we're sitting, we're having, we had dinner and everything was cool there. And I'm sitting down having at dessert time, sitting on a couch. And it was a two seat couch and one seat was empty. And guess who starts coming in with a plate of dessert? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And uh, he sits down right next to me and we conversed for probably close to 10 minutes. And when he got up and left, the very first thing that jumped into my mind was I did not have one ounce, not one inkling of any animosity or negativity towards him at all during that whole thing. And I just. That's amazing. It was. Considering all the circumstances that I know that most of the folks listening don't know, that is amazing. Well, I do do know that I had, I don't know how many of my brothers praying for me. I asked them to actually pray for me specifically for uh, Thanksgiving Day. <clears throat> but I'm sure the Holy Spirit has been working on me, and that's part of what uh, came out. You know it. Well, God's a God of restoration. Amen to that, babe. That sure sounds like a restored part of your life to me. I would say so. It was. It was, I mean, again, it was wow. I mean, I just sat there with my mouth open, I'm saying. And it just, like I said, within a minute, less than a minute, it came to me. I says, you know, I didn't feel nothing about anxiety or or whatever, anything neg- negative about it. It was, it was great. That's fantastic. So what about yours? How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> All the listeners do know that we both took off. Yeah, we and did. went north. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know, let me preface this by saying though, I I love my family. I wouldn't trade them for anything. But it's um, it's weird feeling like the odd man out. You know, sitting at the kitty table, so to speak. <laughs> but it's kind of way it was for me, and. Uh, I don't know. I just felt a lot of uh, different pressures that I wouldn't feel if I wasn't around family, you know, if I didn't love them. And uh, they seem to accept me. Sometimes I don't feel accepted, you know, whether it's a status issue or whether it's because, you know, we get called, you know, my brother, Chris, we had on the show and, you know, he's Christian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're you know, the reverend and stuff like this. And we always get chosen to say grace and things like that. Which yeah, that's usually what happens. There again, I don't mind. But you know, it's really interesting how you feel pressure to conform, that you want to feel a part of that family nucleus. Mm-hmm. And that was hard for me. It was hard for me. You know, I don't have to be the life of the party. I don't have to have all the attention on me. But I do enjoy interacting. I'm a social person. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. But I honestly didn't know how to be that person. I felt like a completely different person. A fish out of water? Yeah, I really did. And I bet you there's a lot of people out there. And I spoke to some people even at the church that said, you know, it's funny. I experienced the same situation with my family. Yeah, I think it's more common than we realize. I think so. Mm -hmm. And then almost you don't know even how to explain it. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm sure you're not the only person who felt that way at your family reunion. There were probably others that felt the same way too, but you just don't know. No. And I I think I I'm more outcasted myself than they did. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame them, but mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to interact. I was completely and totally lost. And you know me, I'm never at a loss for words or interaction with people. Right. But that was, it was strange. It really was. That's what I told Mikey. I don't have any other way to to put it. And I love him and I'm praying for him. And um, I think the point I was trying to make there is there's a, kind of an underlying pressure to conform or go with the flow, so mm-hmm. to speak. And do you, do you do that? Do you go with the flow? Or do you stand for what you believe absolutely and show that example and i'm going to be honest it was hard it was really hard and uh i hope our our guest tonight uh pastor chris stopped by tonight because our guest canceled and uh we can always get into some uh, pretty cool conversation with pastor chris and maybe he'll uh touch on that a little bit but before that though any shout outs what about tina's thanksgiving (laughs) <laughs> I saw a picture. <laughs> yes. Um, so I decided to stay back this year while Fritz went on his family uh, trip. He and mm. Aubrey went together to go see the family. Um, my mom's brother passed away on Halloween Day mm-hmm. last month. And um, she's, you know, she's had a hard time with it. So I just kind of took the opportunity to just say you know it's a good time to just go ahead and do something at home and have her over like old times and you know Mm -hmm. she'll feel really happy and comfortable with the boys because for you know over 10 years that was our thanksgiving you know it was always here was always the four of us etc so i think it was a nice bonding experience for us to kind of have that reconnection Mm -hmm. again um and just good that we were able to spend that time together. Um, so we did that. Uh, we, you know, just had dinner at the house here on Thanksgiving Day, and then the next day we went to, to Disney and enjoyed uh, the Hoop Dee Doo review. Hoop Dee Doo. And uh, we <laughs> managed to drag the boys with us, and we had a great time. Maybe the boys, not so much, but mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom and I had a blast. <laughs> All right. I couldn't imagine them at the hoop-de-doo. I know. It was funny. <laughs> was, that where, yeah. was that where I that bet. picture was taken that I yes, saw? Yes, it was. It was just outside. I didn't outside. I didn't post any pictures of the actual show and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a friend, a close friend, who's a co-worker who was also with us, and she doesn't do Facebook, so I didn't want to put it all out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we had a good time. We had fun. And I even saw the boys smile a time or two. No. <laughs> oh, wow. For real? <laughs> it happened. That's why wow. they should have taken the picture. Okay. It's documented. There you go. <laughs> Kodak moment. I tell you, it's not easy. <laughs> I love it. So we do have some shout outs. Yeah, we do. I'd also like to thank our new sponsor, uh, simplescones.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miss Carrie Tabone, I hope you're listening when you do listen. 
Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. We love you and appreciate you. Yes, and we do. If you like scones, you can go to simplescones.com and place your order there. And uh, you may even get free delivery by your husband. I don't know if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're local. If you're local. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, you will you will not be sorry. Okay, no. I am like, you know me, I have that whole British background and I love yep. myself a scone. Yep. Um, and these are fantastic. Yes, they are. Yes. So if you love scones, you are not going to be disappointed. You and will not, I promise. So many varieties to choose from. I'll state my reputation on it. <laughs> that's worth a bunch. They're, they're fantastic. com. Yeah. Or scones, scones with an S. I don't think there's an S. No, no okay, S. Okay, simplescone.com. Mm-hmm. Go there and treat yourself, I promise. Yeah. You will not be sorry. You won't. All right, so our Facebook likes this week. We want to say thank you, and I apologize if I am not pronouncing your name correctly. Judith Och. Oski. Oski? Oshi. Oshi? Yeah. Okay. Judith, you have a very difficult last name to pronounce, and I wish I could do it justice. So th- please forgive you, me. Thank you so much for liking us on Facebook. Thank you so much. Welcome to the GSR family. Yes. And then we also want to say thank you to Rebecca Ann. Rebecca Ann, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for liking us on Facebook, and now you are part of the GSR family. Thank you so much. And anybody else that would like to become part of the GSR family, just like us on Facebook. We appreciate that. We do. We do. It saves Fritz from the awkward moment. Oh, yeah. I I don't have to cue up the crickets. (laughs) And we guess what? We have a new country. What? Hang on. So Fritz is our drummer here. He's provided the drum roll. Um, We have country number 106. It's Cote d'Ivoire in Africa. Wow. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Western, Western Africa. Yep. Did you like know how to pronounce that, or did I you did. practice on the way home from was, work, or I, would you? No, you just spit that right she out. She did it's so beautifully. I had to go to, uh, uh, what is it, uh, YouTube, and there is a place where you can how to pronounce it, and they and she pronounced it perfectly. Wow, very impressive, babe. Well, thank you. My dad worked in Africa for many years. Well, that's so. true. And not that specific country, but. Uh, but like Algeria. What branch of the service was he in? Was he Merchant um, Marine or what? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it was like Just Merchant Marine. Then. Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, welcome Cote d'Ivoire. I'm not even trying it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's way above my pay grade. <laughs> We're delighted to have you. Yes, Thanks we are. Listening. Thank you for listening. Pastor Chris in the house tonight. Thanks for having me back. Always, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for bringing the scones. You're very welcome. They Simplescone.com. Yeah. Uh, follow follow my wife and her company on all the socials. And uh, if you're local to the South Lake County, Florida area, uh, hit her up. She uh, has a great product, a, a delicious treat. If you've never tried a scone, to, it's the best time to do so. They are. If you enjoy coffee. Oh yeah, it's almost like it's it's a uh, it's a sweet treat, um, but there's also a savory as well. It is um, it's biscuit esque, but yet Mm -hmm. it's just you know they're moist and delicious. Yes, Um, so they are. 
it's not dry either. It's no. um, it's definitely kind of a little bit like cake, but not quite like cake. Yep. Bite so, of that and a sip of coffee. And or tea. Slice of heaven. I'm or tea. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's quite delicious. Tea of it. And she's <laughs> uh, she's creative and has come up with um, more flavors than I can keep up with. I was blown away on the website. When I went on today, I was absolutely, I'm like, really? I have this much choice? Yep. And I'm going to get them tonight. And. There they are. Well, yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. It's um, it's it's good to be back and sit amongst uh, family and friends to have a conversation. Um, just listening as you guys are talking about Thanksgiving, I was taking some notes because you know it's interesting. I I'll bring it up later, but you are not alone in your um, family dynamic of going and seeing family. Um, I was at the holidays. so hoping you would elaborate. You would, <laughs> you would touch on this. I was well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Throwing you're, it over there. Yeah, to you. you're not alone. I mean, I, I don't think there's any any one of us really, um, for the most part, who goes um, home for the holidays and doesn't experience just some little bit of awkwardness because. Uh, as time progresses, we all change. We're different people than than we mm-hmm. were. Um, I moved out of the house uh, two thousand and f- end of two thousand four, beginning of two thousand five. I was twenty one years old, and um, since then, um, I think I've changed just a little bit, <laughs> maybe a little, <laughs> little. So you know, going home now and spending time with my mom and dad looks different. Um, as a parent myself, as a married individual myself, it looks very different than when I was, you know, single and legitimately living at home. Um, but it was really nice this time. It was completely different um, than any of the other visits I've done in the last almost 15 years of, of marriage as my parents put my wife and I up at a hotel. Um, put my brother and his wife up at a hotel and just kept my girls at the house. So it was uh. like... We got to go to the hotel and go to sleep. Nice. It was amazing. It was amazing. Sleep, um, sure. One of the most That's valued. That's what parents want. Oh, yeah. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> most valued com- commodity Very as covenant. a parent. You bet. But um, I was telling I was telling one of the other guys at the office, I think it was um, our youth pastor, Mac, today, that for the first time in a long time, this is one of the absolute best home visits that I've had. Um, you know, when I, when I moved out, I moved out as a knucklehead. <laughs> Um, I don't know if anybody else can, ex- you know, uh, you feel my experience, but um, I thought I knew everything. I didn't. Um, I thought I could do everything on my own. I, I couldn't. Um, so as a, as a young adult, I myself put a lot of strain on the relationship with my family. And I was ignorant to think that it was their fault at that age. But as an adult, now I look back and go. Dang, I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> but he, this was one of the best visits I've had because we've worked through our own family dynamics, and I've, I've, you know, I've owned up to the fact that I, um, I said hurtful things, and and I've had to apologize for that. I've done hurtful things, and I've had to apologize for that. But um, over the last few years, um, we've really worked on a healthy relationship. So going home this time felt really good. It felt, um, it felt really warm and welcoming and it felt, um, like, like all those dynamics have, had been working their, their way out and it was good. But you know, there's only so much you can take of a home visit, uh, because by like Saturday as we're packing up the car, getting ready to go, I was like, I love all of you. I do, but I'm ready to leave. And like, yep. 
um, I'm strung out. I'm I'm like twitchy, and I'm like, get me in the car. It's time to go. Um, before I snap and like slap and you know hurt myself. Um, but it was it was a great visit. My my mom and dad uh, hosted. It was uh, my brother and his wife, my wife and our two girls, and then my aunt and uncle, my cousin and his wife, and my other cousin, and then my other aunt. So it was like I think there were. 13 or 14 of us if i did the math right and um it was it was good it was good um everybody for the most part was well behaved so do you have a portion of the family that is unsaved uh you know what's interesting about that um you know yes uh you know as far as like a a practicing um jesus loving church going sold out disciple that that really is just kind of my wife and i and our girls okay um my mom and dad grew up in the in the catholic church went to catholic school and and kind of joked as many catholics do they're not alone in this that they had the religion beaten out of them Mm. um and and you know anybody who's been in that dynamic kind of knows that story yeah, mikey knows he um uh-huh. so well, you use the word religion yeah and and mm. while you know the institutional church has many great things it you know it neglects the the relational dynamic between mm-hmm. us and god who you know as we're coming up on christmas we can talk about more about this in a moment but like um you know jesus left heaven came to earth and brings a dynamic where we can engage in a relationship with God personally. So, you know, as, as far as like that dynamic of the Christian faith, um, you know, I've got, I've got family who are, you know, old school Catholics who think, you know, we're part of the Catholic church, which means, you know, we're Christian, you know, kind of in air quotes. Um, but you know, they're nominal at best, maybe, maybe CEO Christians, Christmas and Easter only. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know, personally and, and again it's between god and them you know where they are and as far as the relationship with him but that does bring about its own interesting dynamics when you know for us we view everything through a um, a biblical and christian worldview and you know for them they don't um they're the number one thing they talk about at, the, at, at any gathering is politics. Politics, politics. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. So you know, there's um, there's a need for a political savior as opposed to a um, a soul savior, right? Um, you know, so there's there's those dynamics, and and I don't I don't I don't track with politics. I don't follow politics. I well, that was the answer that I had yeah. for my family. Is I don't I just I don't get involved. I said you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoever the Lord wants in office is going to be in office, and right. not anything anybody can do about it. That's right. So I don't, I don't worry about it. I enjoy the days I have. You know. Yeah. Well, and I, I think there's, and it, I've heard it said um, that you know one of the misconceptions about the Christian faith when you view when you view it through the lens of politics is that you know every every evangelical Christian is a a right wing conservative Republican. You know, gun-toting, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, abortion-hating, um, you backwoods redneck. Like I've heard people say this to me that that uh, evangelical Christian is synonymous with Republican, and I'm like, well, then I'm not in the right camp because I know nothing about politics. I don't prescribe to one side or the other. Right. I'm kind of like Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm with you, you He's know, the great politician, right? So, 
I, I, I struggle with that. Um, but what I, what I like to do is I like to be well informed and, and cast my, you know, two cents towards the individual who, um, I feel a conviction towards. And that's, that's my political stance. And I'll, uh, I'll tell people all go. the time, vote your conviction. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna be the guy in the pulpit who's like, "You got to do this." Like, I don't even. No, no, just that's just not me. So that was, that was Thanksgiving in in the Tabone household where <laughs> conversations were, um, nobody nobody screams, but we're all really loud. Um, <laughs> it's that Italian side of us. Nobody screams, but we're all really loud because you know we just we just talk over each other and. <laughs> That creates a whole different different world of <laughs> dynamics, but um, but no. As I thinking about what you guys are saying about family, it's you know uh, I love my family and I'm glad where where we are today. Um, but it's an ever working um, in progress movement towards um, reconciliation and restoration. To sure, amen. Uh, to be a loving family, it, you know, it takes work. It does take work, and I think the holidays are a stressful time in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. And so we're putting all these people with different personalities and different mm-hmm. worldviews together, and different, you know, mm-hmm. yep. religious religious views, etc. Mm-hmm. We're putting them all in the same room, and yep. you know, it's it's going to create an interesting dynamic. Yes, it is. You just made me remember some of that conversation sitting on the couch. It was a bunch of f bombs. <laughs> oh boy! But not by me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I tell I tell my family and I tell my friends and you know it's funny it, uh, I could tell you many stories but for the most part I tell them that you know s words and b words and f words don't bother me as much as as the as gd word yes yeah. oh yes you absolutely know, if you're going to if you're going to use god's name in vain and you're going to you're going to say jesus outside of a context of reverence like that bothers me it does. way more I'm with you so you know that's that's it's funny because they'll look at me and I'll you know it's coming up on Christmas and one of my favorite movies is um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like we watch it every Christmas, mm-hmm. but that scene where Chevy Chase's character just goes off on this profanity laced, you're a beep 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 beep, and and they're like, how can you watch this? I'm like, oh. It doesn't bother me as much um, to hear that as it does somebody just really disrespect god mm-hmm. um I, I i know that we live in a world where you know we attribute and we ascribe value to words and words only mean what we give them value for mm-hmm. um you know we, words will change as culture changes um, one of my best friend's wife is from colombia and the community she grew up in the culture she grew up in those words mean nothing um in the same regard as they do here so for for her she'll say these things and it doesn't bear the same weight culturally in her in her and in her culture that it does here so you know there's something intrinsic in the in the in the fact that we give value to the words but at the end of the day you know the the scriptures do say don't take the names lord and name in vain don't Mm -hmm. use it without weight so i I take that very serious as opposed to the the other things so that's you know but that's the same way with my family we always have to say you know it's it's the it's the family show is the expression when the kids Mm -hmm. are in the room it's the family show it's the family show as in not like the tv show the family (laughs) Uh show but as in like little kids in the room conversation yeah use your family voice yeah in your words keep it pg chris yes. i will do my best <laughs> to keep it pg but it's funny you know in a different world in the in the dynamic i find myself being in pastoral ministry um there are people who 
you think my wife and I, you know, walk around in a, in a bubble mm-hmm. and somebody let, let an F-bomb drop around my wife and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You've probably never heard these words before. And she's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, I, I've heard these words. I know these words. I may have said these words. Um, I grew up too, you know. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to college. Um, I watch I watch movies. Um, you can get one F word. Did you know you can get one F word in a PG-13 movie? Oh, I didn't know that. But two makes it R. Really? Wow. I never knew that. I didn't either. They allowed yeah. one and wow. a Wow. I had no random, There's a random trivial bits, pursuit uh, question for you right yeah, there. Random mm-hmm. bits of information. Um, That's great. But um, no, as you guys were talking, I, I, so I'm, I'm prepping for this message this weekend. Um, and, and maybe here's, a, here's a, a conversation you guys can help me with as I'm reading through the scriptures. As I'm reading through God's word, as I'm thinking about um, communicating a message this weekend, I'm looking at a character, and it's the character of Joseph. And it's interesting because um, he's talked about very little, and not Joseph mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, jo- Joseph in the New Testament. Joseph. Did you see Mike's eyes light up when yeah, you said the, that? Yeah, I did. The stepfather right. of Jesus. Um, and it's an interesting thing because when you said that, it made me think about the fact that like this is what I've been looking at and looking at this idea of Christian adoption and looking at what does it you know what does it mean that he was this you know not necessarily the biological father of Jesus but he stepped in and he fulfilled the role of being his earthly father to train him up and to raise him and to rear him and to love him. He passed off a trade to him, mm-hmm. um, and for some of us, and I, I think about some of the the folks who come to our awakened service that I pastor, we've got a handful of single moms. Um, we've got uh, a handful of broken families. We've got all these different things and just trying to it's talk about- It's quite amazing. Yeah. Just a, a melting pot of- Yeah. But just to talk about that dynamic has been mm-hmm. has been on my mind and on my heart. So um, if I could throw it back at you, at you, Mike, as you sat there and you you began to process through this, where did um, where did you land on on all of it in your own personal relational dynamic with your family? <clears throat> well, it was just uh, my daughters, three daughters, mm-hmm. and uh, a son-in-law. Who uh, I might say. Um, I guess from what I'm hearing, they're going to be married for 25 years. So that's pretty darn good. And he, you know, looking back, he's been been a good father and a good uh, um, husband. Um, but I'm about ready to, uh, I don't know, I just feel that I'm going to be buying all my family members bibles but it's going down the line and he mentioned something about you know if he if he gets a bible he needs to get one that has the giant printer the large print so i think uh, that's what is on my heart to do um i need to write a little note in with it that uh, you're a great man and a husband and a father of the house but now you gotta become the spiritual leader of your household mm-hmm. um they were baptized back in uh on January, like 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe from what I see, I, they don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so their, grands, their, their, their son, my grandson, has picked it up mm-hmm. just recently. He sent me a text like about uh, six months ago, if that, maybe not even that much, that uh, I have questions about God. And uh, so we went further on that, and I sent him a Bible as well, and he went to a church and checked that one out. He didn't like it as much as the one that we initially went to way back when. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, um, 
So that's, you know, in five grandkids, I didn't have, you know, my both of my parents are deceased. They, they died in uh, 98. So um, th that's it. I don't have much other family. Mm -hmm. I did uh, go visit one of my brothers and uh, saw one of my sisters, but it was just a quick visit. Um, so I didn't get that sit down thing like you guys had pretty much yeah. um my daughters i hadn't seen them for nine years so it was pretty overwhelming for all of us yeah you know as, as as you talk about it and you reflect on it and i was thinking through what you know kind of i've been processing through myself is that um you know the the, the father figure in in my personal life when it came to the spiritual faith um, was not actually my biological parents. And, um, and and that's okay. I mean, my dad and I today have some great conversations around the topic of, of faith and uh, I've given him some, some books to read, books that I, I think are great books like Tim Keller's The Reason for God or Lee Strobel's The Case for mm -hmm. Christ. And um, uh, my dad is is an intellectual um, individual who loves to read and loves to study and um, wants to know more. That's why I gave him Keller's book and it's just personally one of my favorites. But, um, you know, for me, as I as I came to faith, like the spiritual father um, figure to myself was actually the youth pastor at the church that I began going to when I was um, in high school. He was the first person to really, you know, challenge me to open the Bible and read the Bible and, and know the Word of God. He gave me this um, this NLT, New Believers, mm -hmm. New Testament. And um, I remember one summer, I think it was the summer between junior and senior year of high school, or maybe the between senior and uh, year and freshman year of college but like i just read the whole thing cover to cover i took a highlighter and just highlighted everything from from matthew to revelation and i knew nothing like i, I didn't know much bible i just knew that i had read it all and was like all right what do i do next and um but dan the youth pastor really began to be a spiritual mentor figure to me teaching me about what it meant to grow up and to know the Christian faith. And I got thinking about this through the dynamic of Joseph, who, you know, Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus, his stepfather, is given the task of teaching Jesus and rearing Jesus and, 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 and discipling Jesus along the path that would lead towards knowing God. I mean, they would have taken serious the, the, the law, Genesis through um, Deuteronomy, the, the Mosaic law, and they would have taken serious that, you know, Deuteronomy 6 says, train your kids up in the ways of the Lord mm -hmm. and and as Joseph would have taken this serious because remember he too was visited by an angel mm -hmm. um, so you know in that moment it's like God is real angels are real holy mm -hmm. cow I'm gonna do what they asked me to do I'm gonna train this kid I'm gonna teach him about God you know he becomes even though he's not his biological parent he becomes the father spiritual father figure to jesus as he begins to to teach him and, and we see this eighth day he takes him to the temple to be circumcised age of 12 you see that they're they're doing the yearly um pilgrimage to um to the temple for the passover and and that's that time where jesus walks away is like don't you know i'm supposed to be in my father's house and um you know so we know that that is him doing it and then somewhere between the age of 12 and 30 we 
hear nothing. He disappears. It's, it's uh, historically believed that he, he passes away um, and that Mary becomes a widow. And that's why, too, when Jesus is on the cross and he tells John, uh, the beloved, to take care of Mary, it's because there's no, you know, um, male male figure. Thank you. As I'm too many words going through my head um, to, to do this. But Joseph plays this key role, though, his his presence in scripture is so minute but his 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 impact is so great so mm -hmm. i've been i've been wrestling with that thinking about it and um i think that's a nice way to put it as a stepfather because i watch my husband be a stepfather every day mm -hmm. his presence you know like it may not be written and out there very vocally mm -hmm. but his presence is so powerful absolutely you know in a very subtle and spoken way just the example that he is and you know the person that he is and so forth so i think stepfathers are really special people well absolutely i mean they're stepping into a situation where um you you know you spend some time wrestling with fi family and uh, you know interpersonal and extrapersonal relationships and you have to you have to navigate that minefield and as you do you you form relationships you form bonds and you you develop trust in order to speak life into situations yeah. but that person you know if taking the role serious you know they are an extra parent they are an extra um, person and I, I thought about my role as a youth pastor in that regard a lot is that i was um i was a secondary discipler of kids and for some of the kids who didn't come from christian families it wasn't you know they were the kids who were not brought to church by mom and dad but showed up like you know a friend of theirs brought them you know to them i became mm -hmm. a primary discipler but for the kids whose mom and dads loved the lord and came to church i became a a secondary discipler so just thinking about too that you know i had a privilege of stepping into their world and walking alongside them and sure. telling them about jesus that you know um i think of like i i, I it's Christmas time and I'm watching all these Christmas movies and one of them was a, a Cinderella themed Christmas movie and the evil stepmother figure and you look at them and they're like oh they're so wicked but like it like, that's not necessarily always the case like the stepfather in this fig in, in this story is the one who steps up and does the job that he's tasked with doing and the world is changed because of it um, so I, 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 I don't mm -hmm. know. I've been wrestling with that and just thinking about that. And I know somebody out there needs to hear that because maybe you're in that dynamic. Right. And my father, he wasn't my biological father. He was my adopted father mm -hmm. because um, when I was born, my birth mother passed away. And so my biological father was left with 10 children. Wow. So two of us were adopted wow. um, by my aunt, who was married at the time. Um, so we were moved out of country to England. And so my father was an Englishman, you know, and here he is with these two Indian kids, you know. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I don't think you could ever know that my dad was not my dad. Yeah. I mean, my own stepmother who was married to him for, I don't know how long before he passed, maybe at least 20 years didn't know that I was adopted. I'm like, yeah. okay, you never even told your wife that I was adopted? <laughs> like, that just blew my mind. Yeah. When I asked her, she didn't even know. Wow. 
Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Maybe he didn't feel the need, you he know? He didn't. Because uh -huh. you didn't feel adopted no. to him, you know? No. So my, my cousins who came and did um, Thanksgiving dinner with us um, are both adopted. Mm -hmm. um, my, my two cousins. And it's, what's really funny is that my, my cousin Matthew and my, my uncle, um, you, would, you would look at them and, and see familial you know, characteristics. You'd be like, oh, that's definitely, that's definitely his son. You know, from mannerisms mm -hmm. to facial structure, just all of that. And you, you look and you go, oh yeah, of course. But you know, it, I didn't real, I didn't realize either because I wasn't told or I didn't, I didn't pay attention that my cousins were adopted until I was maybe middle school, high school, because it was just they were family. And mm -hmm. and I, I I think about it because we're doing this teaching series at church, and we're, we've called it Awkward Family Christmas, um, <laughs> because it, you know the reality is is that when Jesus comes at Christmas, he is then you know let's fast forward from christmas to easter right at the resurrection of jesus we have this opportunity to be adopted into the family of god and god doesn't have grandchildren he only has children he adopts each and every one of us as a beloved child mm -hmm. being adopted means that we have rights and and one of the things that's really interesting is that um, in the ancient world when you were adopted as a child you actually had more rights than a biological firstborn child because this person has gone out of their way to claim you place their mark upon you and sign you legally into the family mm -hmm. so as god has done that for us we have rights we have hope we have um you know this awkward family that we're being brought into because we all look different we all sound different we all talk different we all smell different i mean but yet god is stitching together this one big beautiful family by adopting each and every one of the sin by what jesus has done on the cross for us so the the, the miracle of christmas is that he comes in order to establish a family and it's this big, awkward family that God is bringing together through the, the hope and the miracle of, of Jesus's life, death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as, as I think about that, that's that's where we're, we're at. So I think it's, uh, it's I think it's neat. I really do. I just think it's a neat concept, a, a cool thought. And so this show is kind of appropriate. Set yeah, up absolutely. For, uh, yeah. for the I, series. I get to come in and work out what I'm working on. Uh, um, one, th uh, one thing I, you know, looked at it. Uh, with my Thanksgiving visit was that they were all willing to go over there and not have him be alone for Thanksgiving. So that that tells me that uh, he must have done a pretty good job. Yeah. I just had a thought. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. It'll come back to me. <laughs> I like the, you know, when you were talking about us all becoming a part of God's family. I always like that illustration that they give in the Bible about being grafted in. Mm -hmm. um, because when you when you look at you know trees that are grafted together or plants that get grafted together, I mean, it's amazing the process that it takes. I mean, but it becomes part of that tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's funny as I, I talked, I don't think I talked about it this week. I think it was two, two weeks ago. I talked about being grafted into the family of God that, um, you know, the idea is that the vine is the mature 
um, vine that that is the established vine and jesus says you know i am the vine and you are the branches that that these branches um through the research that i did for it you know you you want to take healthy um dormant um branches that are going to be clean and and all of these different things that that look on the outside as though it is the perfect um branch to be grafted onto this vine in order that it could then be um you know healthy and wholesome to grow and it's interesting that jesus says i am the the vine and you are the branches and yet scripture also teaches that yet while we were still sinners christ came and died for us which means he grafts onto himself us in our imperfection in our uncleanliness in our our wayward um in our waywardness and our awkwardness and 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 as a result he brings us into his his vine and and attaches us to him even when we're not perfect so this this hope is that like we don't have to clean ourselves up we don't have to mm. make ourselves righteous we don't amen. have to do anything preach it brother because christ has done it for us so amen you know that's one of those misconceptions that i think some people yeah. think of oh in order to be part of the family i have to be perfect and clean no. and, and sinless yeah. and I, I have to give up on you know saying the f-bomb and i have to <laughs> give up on you know drinking alcohol and and you know maybe you do but but, you do right. You know the process is is that as you come to Jesus and He reveals sin to you, He transforms you on the journey. And right. for some of us, it's radical and it's overnight and it's instantaneous. But for others of us, it's the journey. It's, it's the, the journey. day by day, right. daily yep. grind of living out the <laughs> faith. Yes, sir. And the more that we do that, the more clean and righteous and wholesome and holy we will become and as the world looks at people and they go oh you're a christian but you're still imperfect yes i am because i'm still a work in progress i'm Absolutely. still on the journey i'm still Amen. moving mm -hmm. towards god mm. and and remember, don't forget those verses end with a uh, apart from me you can do nothing right and i mean so that's that's the reality that if we want to do anything we need to be grafted to christ mm -hmm. but he's the one as we are grafted to him who enables us you know paul the apostle paul in the book of um i believe it's ephesians says that when we are in christ he then marks us with the holy spirit which is the power uh to do any and everything right it's the same spirit the same power that raised christ from the dead that we are given as mm -hmm. the good deposit in order that we can then live out the the life of faith that we're called to live out so it's this both and we attach ourselves to jesus jesus deposits the holy spirit in us and then we are transformed in progress from where we are to where god desires for us to be and that's where we talk about different types of baptisms you know because you have a baptism of water but then you also have a baptism of the holy spirit mm -hmm. you know because there is a change once you have that baptism of the holy spirit there's a visible change in your life that occurs mm -hmm. yeah. it should be yeah i mean I, I think about my own tradition i, I come out of a uh, the wesleyan movement and john wesley you know he's a, he was an individual who um was an anglican priest who really wanted to get out and, and bring the gospel to the world and was told, you know, the only place you could preach is in the pulpit. And he was like, I'm going out into the fields. And he writes these journals about goes to the field, preach the sermon, got ran off, 
goes to this goes to another field <laughs> preaches a sermon gets uh, uh, uh dogs you know stuck on him uh, so all these real really interesting things and he leaves england and he comes to america to do a missions and it was not successful and he leaves and he goes back and after that he has what we call his his elders gate experience where he describes it as my heart was strangely warmed and he really believes that in this moment he had the full assurance and the full pouring out of god's holy spirit and, and at that point you know for wesley who had been doing missions and had been in the ministry and been, been doing all these things was then later you know kind of reassured of the hope that he had in christ that he was you know awakened to god's holy spirit within him and then he he went out and changed the world i mean the movement of methodism not to brag on our movement but the movement of methodism when it came to america through francis asbury and the circuit riders um had it had it kept the momentum it had in its early days everybody in america would have been a methodist and you know but it, it's hard to keep some of that movement going and that's why today it is the second largest protestant denomination and um it is you know doing some amazing things and it's you know i love it because it's a revivalist movement but you know that was that was the moment in in its history is when the the baptism of the holy spirit truly hit and wesley said you know give me give me one guy set on fire for jesus 100 percent, as opposed to 99 guys who are you know 90 percent. you know that one person fully assured fully set on fire fully baptized in the holy spirit will change the world Yep, and then God even says it in <coughs> Revelation, you know, you can't be lukewarm or he's going to spit you out of his mouth. You know, he's mm -hmm. he's not interested in you being a CEO, you know, just showing up on Christmas and Easter. And mm -hmm. um, he's really interested in a personal relationship with you. And I know that there are there are people of all different faiths you know whether it's catholic or christian or protestant or whatever denomination you decide to call yourself baptist etc you've got to get out of um just the outfield you know you actually have to come and play the game mm -hmm. you have to not only show up you have to be present mm -hmm. it's not checking off uh, a box on the list oh i went to church today all's good it's well, not that it's you really don't know what does it say matthew away from me i never knew you yeah i love um i think it was gk chesterton who said it um I've attributed it to him, and I might be wrong, so if I am wrong, um, somebody can call me out. But I believe it was Chesterton who said, um, you know, you can go to church and sit in, the, sit in the pews and claim that you're a Christian, but it makes you no more a Christian than if you were to go in the garage and say that you were a car, would it make you a car? And the mm -hmm. idea is that just because you're present, too, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you are actually, you know, quote unquote in the faith because in the faith requires this element of relationship with god mm -hmm. now all of our relationships with god will look different for some of us i know that you know when it comes to spiritual discipline some people are phenomenal in their in their prayer lives and and they're really charismatic in that regard and you know for them that is you know one of the ways that they resonate with god and that's how they build a relationship with god for others it's through music and the way that they just really resonate with how they worship God through song for 
myself it's through scripture i really resonate well with with reading god's word and communicating through god's word but you know all of us build relationships with god differently but the reality is is there still needs to be a relationship with god right, right. and so to clarify when i said present i didn't yeah. just mean like physically in the room i mm -hmm. really meant like spiritually oh, absolutely. present absolutely. and engaging with christ because it's like you know the the lights can't just be on and nobody be home like there needs to be stuff happening mm -hmm. you know you need to be actually changing your life yeah. you need to be in the word you need to know what god's word says to you because that's like the guidebook mm -hmm. for life you know he's given us this love letter or this guidebook mm -hmm. for life that tells us how to deal with every single situation that there is. And unless you learn how to read it, and unless you learn how God is going to reveal things to you by being in the Word, you know, this is all part of your journey. So that's why it happens differently for each and every person, mm -hmm. because he may be dealing with you on one subject, mm -hmm. but he may decide you're not ready to deal with these other things that you have in your life. But he will turn it to you at some point in time and say, okay, now is the time. Okay. But he may not feel the same way about your husband or your sister True. or your mother you yep. know they might have a different path mm -hmm. but the point is that everybody should be moving on their path towards him yeah. if they are moving towards him then that's a good thing mm -hmm. if they are stagnant or they are just you know moving away then that's not the right direction yeah. and it's your obligation too as people who love mm -hmm. those people to say hey let me help you let me come alongside you I see you're struggling with this. How can I help? What can I do? You know, to be a support and not to just point out their flaws, but to be a support and say, hey, you know, how can I come alongside you? Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're all brothers and sisters mm -hmm. in Christ. That's right. So, yeah, he, <laughs> Hebrews says, let us not give up meeting together. Mm -hmm. And it, it's true. I think, you know, one of the things we need to do is um, not give up meeting. But as you were sharing, I, I hate to say it, I, I watched this documentary on Home Alone um, uh -huh. last night on Netflix. I would watch that. It was awesome. But as you said that, I was thinking of the scene from Home Alone where all the lights are on and all the movements going on, but there's really nobody there. Mm -hmm. um, but that's 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 true. I think you know it's not just going through the motions, but it is being present with God, Absolutely. and it's, it's you know allowing Him to tangibly meet us where we're at and work on us. And it's true as you as you were saying that, Tina. You know, one of the things that we can't get upset about, I know we will, but we really shouldn't, is the way that God is impacting the other people around us. Um, you know, we we may see something in somebody and go, man, they really need to work on X, Y, and Z. And God might be going, no, but they still need to work on A, B, and C. And, you know, I, I love what Tim Keller says. He says the gospel is is not the, um, the ABCs of Christianity, but it's the A through Z. And if we take that kind of perspective that, you know, while we look at something and go, you know, we're working on, you know, Q and they're working on R, you know, we're all working on it because the Christian faith is a marathon. 
it's a marathon it's not a sprint it's a marathon mm -hmm. and the, the reality is is nobody cares what time you get when you cross the finish line so long as you get to the finish line so whether you're crawling or you're rolling or you're sprinting or you're jogging or walking that that race that the goal is ultimately to always make the progress of putting one foot in front of the other moving from where you are to where god is Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. Wow. Yep. I'm telling you. Well, I'd be amiss if I didn't do a big shout out to our uh, Mixler listeners. We've got Joe Orms beyond been with us, and uh, Johnny Willie Dog Blankenship is on with us, <laughs> and he wants me to ask Chris about the first prize chili cookoff. He said uh, he, he was supposed to be getting tickets to Hawaii or something. I don't know about tickets to Hawaii, but I do have a prize for you. It's been at the church, but uh, I hate to say, it, where you at, bro? Uh, where you? No, no. no. <laughs> no, it, it's been the holiday, really so obviously um, two two weeks ago, I think I took a Sunday off, so I wasn't even there. Um, so I don't know who was around, but he was in North Carolina. Yeah, he I was. Not far we from were Fritz. just yeah, maybe twenty miles or something from Johnny. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Um, but no, this week I, I I think you're around this week, and um, I got a prize for you in the in our awakened uh, closet over there at the church, but. Um, we love you guys, Joe and, and Johnny. Appreciate you guys for all you do to uh, to bless our community and help make us be better. Yeah, they're amazing. Both Absolutely. Of them. And you can check out Joe's podcast. What difference does God make um, on Sundays? Mm -hmm. What difference does God make podcast with Joe Ormsby on Sundays? And I have a tendency to sit in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were on the very first episode. I was. Which I was, was great. I was privileged and honored to be a part of the uh, the launch to that podcast. And uh, talking about maybe uh, doing some sort of church podcast in the future. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what one day God had up his sleeve. One day. You know, I've been uh, <laughs> been blessed. I sit in the studio and I'm just like, wow. Well, it's you it's. Know. It's, yeah, you use it all for the Lord, you know. Absolutely. It's fun to be able to just sit here and, and have an open conversation with no agenda and just make much of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Well, man, that was session 226. Yes, it was. I knew we would end up on family. I know. I was just going to – well, just, I didn't know about that, but I, we had nothing nothing to go on. Well, it, I, I it just wanted, happened. I wanted to spawn a conversation with – Family and I knew uh, that. Uh, not, I want to want to say Pastor Chris took the bait, but he came in prepared. So, uh, and he's the master of the stickers. I gotta say, he's got <laughs> this Kodiak bear on his Bible, and it says "Bear Fruit," or I don't know what kind of bear that is. But <laughs> that's cute. He's got stickers on everything, and I, I just get a kick. <laughs> it's a it's a bear holding a pineapple, and it says it's "Bear, bear Fruit." fruit. <laughs> And it's funny, you know, just not not to go off too much, but somebody handed it to me the day I preached on the fruit of the spirit. Oh, that's and awesome. that was it was a couple weeks ago because he handed me that sticker. And then I talked about grafting, um, being grafted into the vine and mm -hmm. that when we're rooted in, and grafted in the Jesus, we bear good fruit. The, the fruit of love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, kindness goodness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness and self-control. Gentleness and self-control. <laughs> yeah, you, once you start, you can't fin you can't not finish. No. Although it, it, I had a, I had to give a shout out to our youth group and say that the fruit of the spirit's not a coconut, um, <laughs> <laughs> because the, we had a, we had a silly song that we sang in youth group um, from years ago. So uh, yeah, I have a I have a few stickers. I like to give some shout outs uh, to you know things that in my life have made an impact but sure um you know it's 
it's interesting because I've given away almost every Bible I've had as of late. You know, people come into I my... I tend to do that as yeah. well. I gave my son yeah. one of my mm-hmm. most precious Bibles, one of my first NIVs. Yep. And everything was all scripted out and studied for him. You know, I said, you ever need something? Just look at the yellow. Yep. <laughs> people people around me will be like, I, you know, what kind of Bible should I read? And I'll just go this one. <laughs> <laughs> the one closest uh-huh. to your hand. Yeah. Right. So... Well, fantastic. That was uh, session 226. Listen, if you have a testimony, we'll take it any way we can get it. You can write in. You can call in. You can come be in the studio with us. You can drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you can also twit us. You can twit us on the Twitter and uh, and like us on Facebook. That Please way we do. can keep up with you, too. And then any news that we need to post, so we can do it and talk to everybody all at one time. Right. Right and there. Plus, and plus the session goes on there once you're done with it. It does. And you're uh, usually the first to see the latest and the greatest. Mm-hmm. And so we just uh, just appreciate all of you. Thanks uh, for praying for us and supporting us. It's good to be back after Thanksgiving. And I know the holidays cometh. Yes, they do. And uh, the tax man cometh. Oh, he does too. Yeah, he so. doesn't. He doesn't step away either. He, if you feel so never inclined forgets. to give a few cents or buy <laughs> some coffee, just push the button. We sure appreciate it. So, uh, all all right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks again to SimpleScone.com for hooking us up. Thank you, Carrie. We love you and appreciate you. And that wraps it up for session two twenty six. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you. God bless. God bless. For anything that is not of you and is of me, I want more of you and less of me. Burn away my desire for anything that is not of you and is of me. I want more of you and less of me. Love me, I want